0: From NJ.com. This is Talk Is Cheap, a
1: New York Giants
0: podcast. We're talking
1: big blue football all year round. Welcome on in Giants fans to episode 140 of the Talk Is Cheap podcast, right here on NJ.com. As always, I'm Matt Lombardo, joined by my friend and colleague Ryan Dunleavy. And this is a night where the Giants season, for all intents and purposes, Ryan, fell off the rails. They come out and the Eagles uh, intercept Eli Manning right off the bat, second play from scrimmage on an ill-advised throw. Two plays later, Carson Wentz finds uh, Alshon Jeffrey wide open on a throw across his body for a touchdown, and and the Eagles were off to the races, and The Giants really didn't have any answers, and all of the questions about Eli Manning from before the draft, all of the concerns coming into the season and after a subpar performance in the first two weeks, they're now all at the forefront of this Giants team after six weeks, and they're now 1-5.
0: Well, that's not true, Matt. They did have some answers. You said they had no answers. They said they're close. They said they're three or four plays away. Yeah, you're three or four plays away if those three or four plays are touchdowns. Like, you are not close. You lost by 21 points. Yes, this is the first time you've been blown out, but it's the same problems, man. It's the same problems week after week. I mean, Pat Shermer mouthing, throw the ball to Eli Manning and getting caught doing it by the the TV cameras is probably going to be the lasting image of this season.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We'd love if you leave us those five-star reviews. Check us out on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, all of your favorite podcast platforms. Ryan, I think that we really need to zero in on the issues with the offense and the quarterback moving forward from here because what's done is done. And the NFL draft is over and done with, and I know that people are going to debate whether the Giants should have taken – There's another one coming. There's of another course. draft coming, baby. Of course, there is. As Saquon Barkley last night, 130 yards rushing. He had a 50 yard run and a touchdown, averaging 10 yards per carry. He had nine catches on 12 targets for 99 yards, including a 55 yard gain on a two yard dump off. The Giants' offense on Thursday night against the Eagles was Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley and that's it. So while we can not he might be the best what...
0: running back in the NFL, Matt. He uh, might be better than Todd Gurley. He might be already. Yep, seven already. Games.
1: No, I I agree, and I think that he's well on the way if he's not there at this point six games into his career. He's that good. He's that much of a weapon, and I think last night was really his coming-out party. But the Giants are going to have to turn the page from Eli Manning, whether that's this week, as I suggested, with Kyle Loretta in Atlanta, whether it's after the bye week and you turn to Kyle Loretta at that point in San Francisco, or you go all in on Justin Herbert out of Oregon, Will Greer out of West Virginia, or uh, Jared Stidham out of Auburn. What's now evident is this is rock bottom for the quarterback position for the New York Giants and Eli Manning.
0: No, not rock bottom. I covered Rutgers. There's always rock bottom. There's... There's always rock bottom and then there's, you know, more rock bottom and then there's more rock bottom. Uh, This is a new rock bottom. This is a new low. But if don't count out the Giants, just playing Eli Manning for six more weeks and, you know, uh, sticking with their guy and letting him ride it out. Just don't count it out. I mean, you say it. I say it. Former NFL quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, former Giants like Mortellus Bennett say it. But unless John Mara, Pat Shermer, and Dave Gettleman say it, it's, I mean, nothing's really going to change. And what, look, one of the hardest things to do in all sports is say goodbye to an icon. And the Colts did it with Peyton Manning and got Andrew Luck. And the Packers did it with Brett Favre and got Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? More franchises screw it up. More franchises hold on to the guy for too long. More franchises botch the goodbye. Um, and, you know, that's what the Giants are doing.
1: Well, that's where you have to rip off the Band-Aid. And the, the thing that I went back and I, I went through the numbers on Thursday night, Eli Manning on passes not intended for Saquon Barkley or Wayne Gallman. He averaged 5.29 yards per attempt. Is that's that terrible. little
0: Is that little Wayne Gallman or or just Wayne, Gall- Lil Wayne an- Gallman? Little Wayne
1: Gallman? Lil Wayne was not in the building other other than the pyrotechnics on a a, a night where it was 100% humidity and it looked like a Lil Wayne concert out on the field before the game began. But you look at that stat, and under six yards per attempt on a night where he attempted 43 passes and you funneled the offense, and I think rightfully so, through Saquon Barkley with 25 touches, 12 of them targets, nine of them were caught by Barkley. I I don't think that they've done a good enough job of stretching the field, getting Odell Beckham Jr. involved, Involved, getting Sterling Shepard involved. And if you look at the ESPN article by our former colleague, Jordan Ronan, Ryan, you look at Eli Manning this year he's actually holding onto the ball longer in 2018 and a quick-release offense than he was in 2017 under Ben McAdoo. So whether you want to blame the offensive line, the offensive line that allowed Barkley to rush for 130, whether you want to blame the lack of receivers or Beckham Jr. not having his head in the game, the bottom line is Eli Manning is not making sound decisions. He's holding onto the ball too long, and quite frankly, he looks every minute of 37 years old and every bit having whiplash from playing behind this offensive line for the last Three years, they have gaining nothing from keeping Manning on the field in the starting lineup right now.
0: Nothing. Let's be let us be clear about something. When we blame Eli Manning, we aren't not blaming the offensive line. We aren't not blaming the coaching. We aren't not blaming the wide receivers. They all are to blame, including Manning. This the time has come and gone for it to be like, oh well, you know, if you get Manning. Uh, better receivers. Okay. Well, they got Manning better receivers. They got him out Beckham. They got him throwing Shepard. He's no longer playing with, you know, the guys he was playing with in the late, late, two thousands. know, um you know, last decade. He, oh, if you get him a better line, well, they tried to get him a better line. It doesn't look like they did a very good job of it.
1: That's Well, Hernandez baseball. was a hit. Uh, I think that that pick was he's the been right good. pick. He hasn't he's, been been, he's been very good.
0: He's been good. Has he been like Zach Martin, all pro rookie? No, he's been good. I think I
1: think I think, I think he's been emerging as one of the top ten players at his position so far. And if you look at the Pro okay. Football Focus grades, he's been very good. But on the flip side of that spectrum, Ryan Patrick Omame has been terrible. And 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 you look at Nate Solder, who they paid thirty six million dollars guaranteed to. He's allowed five sacks through six games. So so they've made the effort. They just whiffed on two of their three additions.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, so my point overall was everybody's to blame, including the quarterback. They've changed everything else. They've changed the coach. They changed the GM. They changed the offensive line. They changed the receivers. they've They've changed the tight ends. You're out of options. The one common denominator is it's time to change the quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why if I were Pat Shermer and if I were Dave Gettleman, I would have a meeting of the minds today. This afternoon, I will be meeting in Dave Gettleman's office, and I would be going over a, a plan to get Kyle Lalletta ready to take game snaps. Listen, if you want to do it against the Falcons, as I pointed out, here's the reason why you do it. You'd have 10 days, you'd have this whole weekend to have Lalletta and Shermer have a meeting of the minds, go through the playbook, pick out the concepts and the routes that Lalletta is comfortable with, that he exceeded on at, at, at Richmond. You would start to s- Sort of potentially ignite a locker room that's becoming more and more frustrated by the quarterback of the day. Perhaps you light a fire over under Odell Beckham Jr., and you'd have 10 days worth of practice to get him ready, unless. I know that he hasn't taken any first-team snaps since training camp. I know that he hasn't started a game since the Detroit Lions game in the preseason. But you look back at that game, and there's a play, a game that really stuck out to me, Ryan. Do you remember everything collapsed around him deep down in the red zone, and Laletta scrambled for like a 14-yard touchdown? That's the type of play that you can't get from Eli Manning at this stage of his career. Why not? Throw the kid out there, see what he can do, and evaluate whether you need to draft one of those quarterbacks. You can get a generational pass rusher like Ed Oliver or Nick Bosa in the draft. Why not rip the Band-Aid off and put the kid in today?
0: Okay, couple of things you hit on. One, you said he started against the Lions. He actually started against the Patriots. Patriots. The guy who started against the Lions was Davis Webb, who I would love to see play with the Giants offense at this point. That's beating a dead horse. I get it, okay? I get it. It is. He's,
1: he's on a practice squad, and 32 teams have passed yeah, up for six I weeks Yeah, I don't buy
0: him. that. I'm tired of hearing that. I don't buy that. because Why? he Because he was cut at a time where everybody had their one and two quarterbacks. I don't buy that he would be on a practice squad if – he was cut in May or something like that. Garoppolo, but the, the, got, like,
1: Garoppolo got hurt. They could have, the Niners could have put in a claim if they thought he was they, a capable right. backup.
0: I'll give you that one. There you go. Right. Okay. So, I mean, but I'm not going to say 31 teams passed on. I'm just not, but okay. the 49ers. One is a good case. All right. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Number two, I loved your column this morning. I thought, I thought I love when I read an opinionated piece that has a uh, definitive plan laid out and you laid out a definitive plan. You and I disagreed on it in the locker room, and you know what? You and I disagreeing was probably the most fire I saw in that locker room, which is a problem. Yeah. You and yeah. I arguing over when Kyle Laletta should start at quarterback should not be the most fire in that locker room. I, uh, where is somebody to like just say this is unacceptable? I don't even want. I want somebody to flip a table, but that might be the journalist in me. Where is somebody to just be like, this is una- unacceptable? The buck stops here. We're going to reevaluate everything we're doing for the next 10 days and we're going to come back as a different team. Not they don't have work- that guy. Yeah,
1: they, they don't. don't. They don't have they they just flat out don't have that guy on this team.
0: So my Laletta plan just since we're talking about it would be this. I would bump him up to the number 2 quarterback. Look, I talked to Kyle Laletta last week. It it was very honest. He doesn't even get a snap in practice right now. Not even one. He is literally Correct. taking mental He's the scout rep- team guy. Yep. Yeah, he's correct. He, he gets snaps as a scout team guy, and he throws during individual periods. But when they get into the game planning and the 11-on-11s, he does not take a single snap. Which is not
1: abnormal, by the way. That's how NFL teams oh, handle yeah, it, just it. for the record. Yeah, just yeah, for people like, listening. That's that. Yeah. That's the plan. The, the starter gets 98 out of 100 snaps, and you might throw your backup in for two or three snaps of practice. But yeah. continue. Yeah. So what I would do is I would move.
0: Kyle Oletta up to the number two quarterback ahead of Alex Taney, who look, Alex Tanney's a nice guy, but he has no future with the Giants. So I would move him up to number two on the quarterback depth chart this week. Get him those whatever you say it is, two percent, five total, whatever it is that goes to the backup quarterback during a practice. Start him with that. And then maybe after the bye week, when you're sitting there one and seven, maybe then you can go to Kyle Oletta as a starter to go this week from zero to 60 to use a car analogy. Seems like too much for me. I understand the idea of starting him on the road away from the frenzy at MetLife Stadium. Um, But after the bye week, you're at San Francisco. You couldn't be farther from the frenzy. So that to me is the right time. Slowly integrate him. It's what the Giants plan to do when they started uh, Bet- Geno Smith instead of Eli Manning. Which I thought was goal- a terrible
1: plan, by the, uh, by the way. And it was a terrible plan.
0: plan. But it was a terrible plan. But the reason it was a terrible plan was because they wanted to start Eli Manning ceremonially and then play the other guys just it's so he so so it could continue. It's it- so. Yeah, that was the reason it was a terrible plan. I didn't hate the idea – Look, I, in the moment when I wasn't covering the Giants, I was like, what are they doing? Geno Smith? Why would you start this guy? But as I've covered the team for the last year and become you know, somewhat privy to some inside information is I like the idea that they weren't just going to rush Davis Webb from zero snaps in practice to starting NFL quarterback. I like the idea they were going to. Geno Smith was going to start a game or two while Webb was his backup and figure it out from there and ultimately hand the keys to Webb in week 14 or Listen, so. If, uh, if that's what uh, yeah. the Giants want to do with Loretta, I can live with that.
1: Yeah, I- I'm going to – again, you make very valid points, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with waiting till after the bye week and getting him two weeks' worth of practice snaps, and that's fine. I think practice snaps might be just a tad overrated here because he's in meetings, he's in film study, he's been around these quarterbacks, he's been around this coaching staff since he was drafted, he did practice in in April, he didn't forget how to throw the football, and and again, you you walk through that locker room and you talk about how listless it is, how lifeless it is, how we saw on the sideline with Odell Beckham Jr. headbutting that cooling fan, we saw a a little bit of He is not
0: lifeless. We can say that about
1: Odell Beckham. True, but, he, but his but his frustrations are boiling over, and I don't think mm-hmm. that an angry and frustrated Odell Beckham Jr. is good for this locker room. Would you agree with no. that? So, yeah. and, I, yeah. and, and, and I think that the, the longer this goes on with Eli Manning, the more checkdowns that you get, the fewer 25-yard shots down the field, the, the fewer opportunities to scramble on the run to try and make something happen, which Loretta, whether he's taking a snap or not, is more capable of doing than Eli Manning right now. The longer you let that fester, the worse off this is going to be to the point where Loretta gets in there, and it's not going to matter because his teammates are checked out. I think you inject some life into the offense by playing Loretta against a foul The Falcons team, let's face it, they're without some of their best players on defense due to injury. It is not necessarily a hostile environment. There are a lot of New York transplants down there who might be taking in the game. And we saw Eli Manning get booed off the field. So it's not like there's this groundswell within the fan base that's as large as it used to be that wants to see Eli Eli Manning continue.
0: That's true. The groundswell is definitely less. I think even the former players are probably less at this point. The ones who were going to protest, I think they're probably less. I think you wrote it, Matt. it was so, look, Kyle Aletta is not going to be Carson Wentz. None of us expect that Carson Wentz was picked second in the draft for a reason. Yes, they both played at like FCS schools, but that's where the comparison ends. So I think you wrote it. That first touchdown that Wentz threw, where he, it was kind of a broken play. He rolled out to his right, and then he threw across the body. That's today's NFL, man. That's Pat Mahomes. That's, yeah, I mean, obviously, Brady can still sit in the pocket and fire it. And Breeze can still sit in the pocket and fire it. But Rodgers does that. Wentz does that. Mahomes does that. Roethlisberger does that. Roethlisberger is older than Eli Manning. Yep. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's today's NFL is scramble. Buy yourself a guy, a few extra seconds, and let your receivers run a scramble drill. Uh, Wentz did it again on a big play to Jeffrey later in the game, where he rolled out, kind of pump fake, caught Curtis Riley and Eli Apple, in a miscommunication hit hit Jeffrey. It should have been a touchdown, but wasn't a great throw. I mean, that's it. That's today's. NFL is your quarterback has to buy you an extra second or half second or whatever. And the Giants aren't buying any. The Giants are returning half seconds. How's that for a like shop right analogy?
1: I like that. Uh, but but here's here's the thing: we know that Eli Manning can't do that. I think that even the most ardent Eli supporters would agree with that. That Eli yeah. cannot make those plays. I we know. don't know. We don't know that Kyle Lowry can't. And I'm not setting I the think expectation.
0: I don't know if yeah. he can make the play. I think he can buy the time. I don't know. The question Which is, is can, the he battle. Make, can he make the throw after he buys the time? I don't right. know if he can. I probably, I probably don't think he can, but I know he can buy the time.
1: Yep. And that's where I think that it's time that the giants find out. And I think that he could be, could be a short-term spark to see what you have. And again, the Giants, this is going to be another pivotal offseason, because if you look at the schedule, I don't know where the wins are coming. You still have to play the Eagles again. The Cowboys are coming here the last week of the season. Who knows what that game means at that point for that team in the NFC East race. Washington looked terrible against the Saints, but you still have to play them twice, and I think that they they certainly have a better quarterback in Alex Smith right now than the Giants are getting out of Eli Manning. You still have to play the Tennessee Titans. You still have to play Andrew Luck and the Colts late in the year. I, I mean, it, it's going to be a struggle to find victories for this team. So you need to figure out what you have in Lauletta. And if you can afford to move forward with a Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum type of quarterback, or if you're going to have to invest, which I think you probably should in that top tier potential franchise quarterback, some of the names that we mentioned earlier, but you have to find out.
0: Matt, trivia question for you. How many games over 500 is Eli Manning in his career? Two-time Super Bowl MVP, possible future Hall of Famer. How many games over 500
1: is Eli Manning? I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the area of five. Four. Nice job, buddy. Oh, how about that?
0: (laughs) So that means if the Giants go one and nine, right? Yeah. They're one and five. Yeah. One in nine, he'll be a 500 quarterback
1: or his career with two Super Bowl rings. And again, I'm not here to destroy Eli Manning's legacy, right? I mean, he had- no, it's a, he had a great career. You just have to know when it's over. I know I mean,
0: that saying he's done now is not saying wow. In- 2007 he got
1: really lucky no he was good then he was really really good then he He's beat nice. brady and hoodie twice in a super bowl so yeah. to me uh, that, that that to me is is the the top bullet point on a hall of fame resume that will be debated in five six eight ten years from now uh, i'm just manning looking at the here was and now
0: pain manning was terrible when he won his second super bowl ring yep. he was terrible yep. was he was a got backup benched, at that point he got benched for brock osweiler Yes. Uh, he was terrible, or Trevor Simeon, or uh, maybe it was—I well, don't know—he was terrible. And then he came back in and won a Super Bowl. That does not mean that Peyton Manning is not one of the three best quarterbacks ever to play the NFL. It just means in that
1: moment of time he was
0: done, and this might be Eli's moment in time.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. And then you look at the rest of the Giants' offense right now. They really struggled to move the football last night. And you look at just total yards. And and we talked about Saquon Barkley, how dominant he was. 229 yards from scrimmage for Saquon Barkley. And the Giants' offense uh, as a group – I believe they managed three. They managed uh, 401 total, but uh, that was garbage time in the fourth quarter. There was a point in that game, Ryan, where they had 297 yards and Barkley accounted kind of for 202 of them. Uh, you just look at this offense; it's it's not working right now. You're you're not stretching the field. You're not getting quote unquote ahead of the sticks. You're shooting yourself in the foot with penalties. You're getting bad offensive line play. It, it's a mess. And, and it and, and again. I I don't think that the status quo with this quarterback and this game plan is going to be able to help you dig your way out of it. As much as Odell Beckham wants to say, all it takes is working hard and digging yourself out of the hole every day a little bit, a little bit. I don't think that that's good enough right now.
0: No. Listen, everybody works hard. I hate that. Like, oh, we just got to get back to work and work hard. Do you think – The Falcons aren't like, you know what? We're not going to work hard. So if the Giants work hard, they're probably going to beat us. No, eventually it comes down to talent and execution. It's not everything is solved with hard work. I mean, it's just not that simple. So look, no one's happier right now to be listening to this podcast than the guys who play defense for the Giants, because we have spent 20 minutes killing the offense, questioning Eli Manning, who has a better resume than anybody on the Giants defense. And the Giants defense played three and a half good games to start this season. They yeah. were bad against Carolina. They were awful last night. The effort was questionable again. I thought they
1: were okay in the first half. I thought that they hung in in the first half. They were put in some really bad spots with the Manning interception and they committed a couple penalties deep down the field. Uh, but you look at the numbers and it bears out that they were pretty terrible. Uh, total yards for the Eagles, 379. They gave up 23 points, uh, net passing yards, 271 yards through the air. Jack rabbit, Janoris Jenkins looked completely disinterested. Looks like he might not even show up after this long weekend before a Monday night game next week. And, And other than Olivier Vernon, you couldn't really generate a pass rush. I I agree. By games, Ed Ryan, it it looked like they were just going through the motions and content just to get out of the rain and get out of get out of MetLife Stadium,
0: which stuns me because James Betcher, I thought was a future head coach. He seems like a fiery, I don't know, for hard. Hard A to be. uh, He just seems like the kind of guy who isn't going to tolerate this stuff. So I'm dying to talk to Betcher. We didn't get to talk to him last week because it was this week because it was a short week leading up to the Eagles. I'm dying to talk to him because the James Betcher I've seen at the podium, that performance last night must be eating him alive.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And and that's another area where I you don't really have the personnel to fix it. The, the cornerbacks are what they are. Eli Apple, uh, Janoris Jenkins, you're not taking them out of the lineup. Olivier Vernon gave you a little bit of a boost. He had two quarterback hits. He had a sack. Uh, he generated a lot of pressure early on but faded late in the game. I guess that's to be expected when you haven't played since August 26th and you're coming off a high ankle sprain. Kareem Martin only finished with two tackles, but he batted two passes out of Carson Wentz's hand early. Then he disappeared. Uh, this team, Ryan, isn't able to generate pressure on the quarterback. They're not able to stop the run. I mean, you look at, you know, back in August, we all thought that the, the Giants would be one of the premier rushing defenses in the league. They're bottom third in the NFL or worse right now in stopping the run. When you can't stop the run, when you can't run the football consistently, you can't make plays on offense, and you're getting torched through the passing game, there's only one verdict here. You're a bad football team, and they're just yeah. not any good right now. Yeah,
0: they're 4-19 and in their last 23 games. The Cleveland Browns are three nineteen and one in their last uh twenty three yeah it's
1: a terrific stat and I, I know Steve Politti, our friend and colleague and terrific columnist, pointed that out in his story this morning uh I, I'll tell you this, I'd probably be inclined to take the Cleveland Browns future with Miles Garrett and the cornerback they just took in this draft and Baker Mayfield over all of the talent in the future of the of the Giants right now if you if you had to pick one franchise for the next five years. Who are you signing up for to be the head of the Cleveland Browns or the head of the giants?
0: I'll take the giants because I just think it's a more stable organization. There's a better history. It's a more desirable free agent, uh, landing spot. But I understand what you're saying. The talent on the Browns is better. If you, let's put it this way. The question you pose is which job would I take? I'll, I'll take the giants over the Browns any day, but, um, if you offered me a fantasy trade of I'll trade you my 53 players for your 53 players, the Browns have the better 53 players.
1: I, I agree. And you look at the Giants right now. You probably have back, the top five on. running back the in Browns the league. The
0: better, hold on. The Browns have the 50, better 53 players for the future. I don't know that they have the better 53 players now, but sure. they have the be, they have a more promising 53
1: I agree. And the Giants have arguably a top five running back in the league right now, a top five wide receiver in the league right now. Evan Ingram's probably a top 10 uh, tight end when he's fully healthy. And on defense, Landon Collins is a pro bowler. Janoris Jenkins, while he had a terrible game against the Eagles, probably a top 15, top 20 cornerback in the league, if not better than that. Snacks. And they're one and four. And Snacks probably top 10 at his position as well. Uh, but, but my thought is with all of that talent, the franchise seems broken at this moment mm-hmm. because yeah, when you have that much talent and you're one in five something is wrong and i think that the yeah. giants this is going to be a stare you in the face pivotal off season and i don't think that you can start that process of evaluating 2019 and beyond soon enough because you are not you're not coming back from one and five the nfc east might be won by an eight and eight team but the giants aren't going to get to eight and eight this year it, no, it's just not no, going to happen no
0: um Let's point out, you mentioned Steve Politi's column. It was excellent. Mike Francesa, the big New York sports talk uh, personality, had the same point of view. This, we we keep dumping on Eli Manning, and I said earlier the common factor was Eli Manning. They changed GMs, they changed the lines, they changed coaches, receivers, blah, blah, blah. The other common denominator is ownership, and this falls at the feet of ownership, too. I talked to Louis Riddick, who interviewed for the Giants GM job before Gettleman got it. And he said he didn't think that Mara had a yes man. mentality was looking for a yes man. Somebody who would tell him you only if you didn't uh, if you didn't agree, Eli Manning was the future, then uh, you were out of the interview. He didn't feel that way. But it certainly seems that way. It certainly seems like John Mara was handed the gift of all gifts. Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning. And got fired. The Giants could have easily hung McAdoo out to dry and been like, look, he went rogue. This is what he wanted to do. We didn't, you know, we're sorry about it, but what's done is done. So we're going to move on from Eli Manning and let Ben McAdoo, you know, take all the heat for it. And Mara looked a gift horse in the mouth. And now he is going to have to sit say goodbye to Eli Manning when it could have been oh well Ben McAdoo takes the heat now John Mara is gonna have to do it and uh that's on him because he had the opportunity he was given it he was uh given it and now guys who are loyal to Manning uh like Gettleman who was here for 10 years before becoming the GM now Gettleman and Mara are gonna have to do it and that's gonna be a lot harder for them to swallow and for Eli to swallow
1: Yep. But I think it's what has to be done. And I think that if there's one thing we know about Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer, they're not going to be beholden to the same mistakes of the previous regime when it comes to Manning. Time will bear that out. But I think at this point, it's only a matter of time before they turn the page. Ryan, any parting shots before we get out of the way here?
0: No, I think we've taken quite enough shots on this podcast.
1: Yes, we have. And we'll be back next week previewing the Monday night game against the Atlanta Falcons. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. The sun is shining. Fall weather has arrived. Throw on a hoodie. See, there's, there's a bright side. There's
0: a yes. bright side to all this.
1: Yes, there really yeah, is. There's, there's a pumpkin beer, college football Saturday, prop your feet up. And check in next week. He's Ryan Dunleavy at RY Dunleavy on Twitter. I'm Matt Lombardo at Matt Lombardo NFL on Twitter. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.